Hello. Thank you for joining us for another episode of This Week in AML. I'm John Byrne, Chair of the AMLRS Advisory Board. And I'm Elliot Berman, our Creative Director. We are excited to welcome you to the This Week in AML podcast, where we explore key news and developments in the global financial crime prevention community. Hi, John. How are you this week? Hi, Elliot. Uh, Doing okay. Well, we want to reference the fact that obviously we have a major presence in Buffalo, and I know that uh, Frank has sent out a message on behalf of the company uh, underscoring obviously the horrific nature of the shootings in Buffalo. So it's top of mind to the company, and um, I think that's uh, just we'll just leave it at that for now. But I wanted to mention that we uh, obviously are well connected to that community, so it's it's hit everybody pretty hard. Yeah, it sure has. Um, Also want to uh, extend a hearty welcome to the new company president, Tracy Mortensen. Uh, Frank is uh, uh, remaining as CEO, and he's going to continue to focus on growth and strategy. But uh, uh, Tracy joined the company this week, and uh, we're all getting to know her. So um, happy to have that um, news as well. So I just saw yesterday the Tax Justice Network, which uh, periodically, I think annually, publishes a financial secrecy index, uh, came out with the 2022 edition of that. And um, uh, the U.S. was the winner. Uh, And in this case, winner means uh, tops the list for having uh, uh, the most secrecy uh, in terms of financial services, but it's really, I mean, at the top of the list because of the outsized impact that the U.S. uh, uh, level of financial services provided to the world um, has. So it's it's kind of a scale, the index is both how secretive are your laws, but also um, how impactful is it because you're a big or small provider? I'm assuming you saw that. Right. And um, just so folks know that the index, the the good news, if there's any, is that um, as they indicate on their, uh, in their press statement, that the uh, supply of various, uh, what they call financial secrecy services that oligarchs and tax evaders and corrupt politicians use, that's decreased globally due to a variety of transparency changes, reforms, legislation, that sort of thing. But as we just mentioned, you know, uh, in addition to the U.S., the five G7 countries alone, which besides the U.S. is U.K., Japan, Germany, and Italy, they're responsible for cutting this, the progress against financial secrecy by more than a half. So, you know, when when the U.S. uh, is listed as number one in terms of deficiencies, that's obviously a problem. You know, I, I find it a little bit uh, not counterintuitive. So obviously folks should take a look and see how they do the, the metrics around the grading. But obviously in the U.S., we're going to have a beneficial ownership registry. We're also going to have uh, an eventual focus on gaps in the real estate market. So there are places that the U.S. is already working on, including, as we know, the Biden administration uh, talked about a number of these reforms in, in their strategy on countering corruption. So, yeah, I, again, the movement is there. 
But, you know, at, at this point in time, obviously the Tax Justice Network felt it was important uh, to reference this. And then especially because of the G7 are meeting at this point as well. Yeah, me, uh, G7 uh, finance ministers are meeting on Wednesday of this week, actually, when you and I are recording this. Uh, and it's interesting, uh, TJN um, is uh, using the announcement and the G7 meeting to call upon the G7 to commit to a global asset register. So essentially what that would be is a, is a networked version of the various beneficial owners, ownership registries uh, regionally and uh, at the country level into some kind of a, a, a global version. Um, as you and I have talked about before, the U.S. is um, uh, working on its first beneficial ownership registry at the national level um, coming out of the um, uh, AMLA Act. Uh, the regulations and the rules for it have not yet been announced, although um, we're certainly looking to see those. Um, and as we've also talked about, one of the challenges about these registries is that they're, they're not uniform in terms of who has access who has to register and things like that. So um, I think that that's a laudable goal, a global registry, but, or a global network of registries, but um, unifying the approach to them would be equally valuable, even if they weren't all tied together. Yeah. And let's, let's be realistic, you know, given uh, the division in this country, I cannot imagine certain legislators saying, yeah, let's have a global registry of sharing information, which law enforcement understands and appreciates, but I'm not sure elected officials do. The, the other part of this, um, and another uh, advocacy group, the FACT Coalition, issued statements based on the Financial Secrecy Index report, and they referenced a few things that we've talked about before. One is you know, they, want to, they want to see the implementation of the regulations, as we've mentioned, but they also want to see more funding for FinCEN. Um, which others have suggested is, is important given all that's on the table with them. But also I noticed in some of the things that the FACT Coalition mentioned, uh, which is you know similar to criticisms we faced before, is to regulate gatekeepers, you know, uh, lawyers, trusts, companies, service providers, formation agents. We've talked about that as, as well. So there seems to be a pretty consistent theme throughout that, um, you know, until you do a number of these things, you know, real estate, registries, uh, gatekeepers, I would argue things like art and antiquities that we've talked about before, you're always going to have these, these sort of uh, off ramps for criminals. And that, that's obviously important. You can't do it all at once. But I think we're probably more committed now as a country and probably globally than we've ever been in terms of addressing all of these gaps. It'll take a while, but, you know, you have to be somewhat optimistic uh, that a lot of these things are on people's radar, which wasn't the case, you know, a year or two ago. Uh, I, I fully agree with that. We've, um, there is directional progress. Um, the, the challenge for these kinds of things is one, um, collaboration and ultimately reaching agreement, but also not, um, not losing momentum. And, you know, whether um, and that can happen from all different kinds of things. I mean, it, it could be the result of 
of elections. It can be the result of um, individual events. I mean, I think some of the momentum uh, most recently has been driven by the Russian um, invasion into Ukraine and um, you know, a deeper dive by many countries into their those countries' interactions with uh, with Russian oligarchs, who you know, some of whom clearly didn't come by their wealth in the most um, appropriate way. Is that is that a nice way to say that, John? That's, uh, that's a very <laughs> understated way of saying that. Right? <laughs> but um, you know, hopefully, to maintain momentum, we don't need more. Um, you know, international conflicts to occur that we can we can continue to maintain a momentum across across the globe because it's really the right thing to do. Right. Um, uh, I I would recommend to folks that they take a look at the index, um, not so much for the U.S. rating, but I think it's a it's a very thoughtful way to go about trying to measure something that isn't so easy to measure. Um, and we'll link to the. Um, uh, to the website that has an explanation of how the rankings are built. Um, uh, so uh, uh, you should be able to find that. Um, but again, if you go to Tax Justice Network, if you search that and then look at Financial Secrecy Index, um, you'll be able to find it. Right. And then just uh, when you do see that, you'll notice they've been around since 2003 and were officially launched in the British House Houses of Parliament. So uh, obviously a global organization, which uh, should be obvious, but uh, they've been around for quite a period of time. And of course, the FACT Coalition has been pushing for transparency for a long time as well. So there are a lot of organizations out there that have, uh, they're, they're paying attention to, to where everything is going. Yes. Um, and as by, by the name, you can tell that um, the Tax Justice Network, when it was first launched, was focused on tax havens. But of course, um, the problem as we've as we all have identified over the last number of years is broader than just tax evasion. That's right. So, um, okay. So John, I will talk to you next week. Any other announcements for our listeners? We have, a, uh, we have a, uh, a podcast in the queue. I was able to sit down last week um, with Jamal Al-Hinde that many folks will remember Uh former deputy director at FinCEN, who's now at uh, Clifford Chance, to talk to Jamal about so his his take on where we are today in the AML world. So that, that's coming out. And then we have some uh, scheduled interviews with uh, various government officials about cybersecurity and other things that are coming up. And uh, as we are recording this, this afternoon, uh, we are going to have a live LinkedIn that obviously won't be live by the time you hear this, uh, about the... Um, illicit finance strategy just issued by the treasury department late last week. So uh, st staying uh, as current as we can be. And we're always looking for people's thoughts uh, and ideas for topics, themes, and speakers. So let us know who you want to hear from. Yes. And uh, the LinkedIn live, you'll be able to view the recorded version of that session on the AML right source LinkedIn page. Uh, so, um, when you hear this, the recording will be there and available. And, uh, we have several members of our advisory board who are, uh, well-recognized experts in this space. Um, and I think you'll find it to be a very valuable session. So John, you have a, a good weekend and I will talk to you next week.
Take care. Stay safe. Yep. You too. Bye-bye.